Hello, folks. This is Marcia Means, Christian author and counselor and uh, the founder of A Circle of Joy Ministries. And today I'm back for our third podcast on the topic of crisis of faith. And we are continuing our conversation with Coach Catherine and with Marcella. Hi, ladies. Welcome today. Thank you, Marcia. Oh, you're welcome. Are you there, Marcella? I'm here. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, Well, you have shared, both of you, you've brought me to tears, and no doubt you've brought others who've listened to tears. You've also brought me to joy and excitement that, that in the darkest places on earth, in your own stories, God reached down and touched you, and you had the faith to believe it was him. So uh, I guess I'd like to start this segment with the question, um, did you experience spiritual growth related to your husband's addiction or related to your own trauma? And if so, tell us what that looks like compared to your earlier faith. You both have uh, uh, testified to having strong faith in God earlier in life. What did, did your faith uh, morph into something bigger or more or different? And has it been ongoing? Catherine, how about you? <laughs> um, yes. Um, have I grown from it? Yes. Um, I, you know what? It's hard not to. It's yeah. hard not to grow yeah. um, when you're going through this uh, yeah. journey. Number one, I think you discover more about yourself than you ever have. Mm -hmm. I, you know, to be perfectly honest, I wore a lot of masks. I did not realize Mm -hmm. I wore a lot of masks, but I did. Mm -hmm. I was a very insecure uh, woman who had a lot of insecurities. And um, I can honestly say, and I have to be so careful how I say this, because I know there's a lot of women right now listening to the podcast that are going through very deep trauma. Yes. Um, but understand ladies that I've come through it and on the other side, but I look at my journey that I've gone through with my husband and I'm, I am truly grateful because Mm -hmm. I'm on the other side. I would never have said this during Mm -hmm. my hell, Mm -hmm. Uh, but looking back and seeing what the Lord has done, um, in this journey in my life has been beyond crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the big things that the Lord is t- asking me to talk about was the fast fact that I wore a lot of masks. Mm-hmm. Uh, my whole Christian life, I wore masks. I'm slightly embarrassed to share that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, but I, I did, did because of my own insecurities. Mm-hmm. And uh, I lived with a lot of fear. I really did. Mm-hmm. And I really honestly think that the Lord allowed me, he didn't make this happen, but he allowed me to walk through that because the Lord knew that there were areas of my life that I needed to mature in. And so I'm trying to be very careful how I phrase Mm -hmm. this. And uh, for me, one of the, one of the many things, but this is a biggie right now that I want to share was that I don't wear the masks that I did back then, that I am who I am. Um, I am transparent. I am 
I am me. Whether I'm in a support group, uh, working one-on-one with my friends, I am me. And I think what, in one area that the Lord worked and I grew up, you know, matured in, was this area of identity. I, reality is, ladies, and I think you'll, we'll all relate to this. When your life has been turned upside down and you've experienced losses along the way mm-hmm. that you experience, you come to this place where you're so dependent on God mm-hmm. to get you through this. Um, even in a crisis of faith, mm-hmm. you just, there is this belief, this need to believe that there is something greater than yes. what we're going through. Yes. And in that process, the Lord, this became less and less about about my husband's addiction uh-huh. and more and more about me. Mm-hmm. And I share that with my ladies in my mm-hmm. support group, is that this really is more of a faith journey and the Lord is wanting us to get to know how he sees us and he definitely did that with me in the last 11 and a half years this is one area that he worked on with me Mm -hmm. and as he started to show me me through his eyes Mm -hmm. my identity in him became stronger and as it became stronger, I realized that I needed, I, I did not need the masks that mm-hmm. I was wearing. Mm-hmm. And so that's definitely one area. Wow. Also learning just to trust him. Mm-hmm. When, and you know, you shared a little bit from, from Hebrews, but really just trusting him that he has my best interest at heart Mm -hmm. and even though I still you know I struggled with that humanly at first he has proven himself over and over and over again I should have been in the streets Mm -hmm. my husband and I we should have been in the streets we lost everything Mm -hmm. and I Marcella my heart breaks for you because I understand Mm -hmm. how the court system looks at us as wives I get it and how society And, um, you know, there are things that I would never talk about, Um, you know, even on the porch of my home with neighbors outside uh, because of fear, what they would think. Um, And we had the police come to our home on a yearly basis to make Uh. sure my husband was living. You know, the whole, you Mm. know, fearful experience. Mm. And yet... Through my journey the last 11 and a half years, I learned to be anchored in God because everything else is so, I don't know, it's, it's, it can come and go, mm-hmm. right? You can lose things that I lost, mm-hmm. Marcella and I, we lost our lights mm-hmm. in a split of an eye, right? Mm-hmm. It just happened. And, uh, but God continued to show himself faithful, even in my crisis of faith. And I now see, looking back, that God looks at trials so differently than we do. He sees opportunity. Uh, He sees opportunity for maturity, opportunity mm. to to show us what he can do. And he also, during this period of time, shows us what a loving father 
Mm. is. We just have to allow him to do it, which is so difficult when you're going through trauma. And uh, so, yeah, did I grow through all of this? You bet. And the Lord has given me such a soft spot for women Mm. who are struggling right now, whether it's with their husbands and with God, because having gone through it and having come through on the other side and seeing God's faithfulness and promises coming into fruition. Um, So, yeah, really, really excited with, with what he's done. That is fantastic. So it, it's been ongoing and it's obviously morphed into a, a, a greater faith, a different kind of faith. Oh, yeah. More mature faith. More I mature. Think. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and probably a key thing that you've talked about is how that faith changed you, how the situation yes. slash the faith journey has changed yes. who you are. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. How about you, Marcella? How how did it unfold in your life? Is your faith uh, in a different place? Has it morphed? Has it changed? How would you share about it in your story? I think what Catherine said, it's a lot, a lot of the same perspective that I have. I think when, um, before this happened, my identity was as a wife and a mother and yes. I was so wrapped up in my role as a wife and a mother yeah. Yeah. that in, I realized some years later that my children were like insulation for the, for me, like insulation from the world. It didn't matter what anyone else thought. I was there with my kids and we were having fun and we were learning and it was a very satisfying life. And then here I am and all but one of my kids have are gone either by choice or by the court and um, only one did stand with me mm-hmm. um, but I, I, I lost most of my friends either because um, I left my husband or because I talked to him so I learned wow. that I was really a people pleaser and I did mm-hmm. I did want everyone's approval and I was in a place where no one was approving of anything that I was doing mm-hmm. and so you would think that that was a really bad place to be but Really, when I look back, I think it was the best thing that could have happened to me because then I could stop worrying about what other people think and just look for God's approval. And he loves us. So when we make a mistake with him, it's not like it is with people. He's just constantly trying to get your attention and draw you back and get you on the right track. It's not at all the condemnation that you feel from human beings. Wow. And I also saw that I had done the same kind of judgmental things to other mm. people ever since I was a Christian, probably mm. before. Mm. And I never realized that I was like that, that I made such snap judgments or that I always knew what somebody else should do. And so I've learned a lot now, you know, I, I, I'm not quick to give advice anymore. I'm not quick right. to, I don't know what's right for someone else sometimes. I know what the word says, mm. But how that plays out in each person's life, it's it's there's not a cookie cutter. You no. just have to keep going along and make doing the best you can to follow God and to do what he tells you. And so it's changed me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I still don't have a home. I mm-hmm. don't have a job at all at the moment. Um, I'm in school, um, but but I have more security in some ways. It's hard to explain, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter where I'm at, where I'm sleeping, 
what state I'm in, what matters to me is that I know God is with me every day yeah. and that he's never, ever, ever going to leave me or forsake yes. me. And that he knows everything I've done, right and wrong. He knows my heart. Mm. He knows everything about me. And he loves me more than anyone else ever has. And mm. I can't even believe that I've gotten to that place myself. But <laughs> that's where my daily reality is. I'm, wow. I'm right there. And whatever he has planned for the rest of my life is fine with me. I don't care what it is. I don't care what job it is. I don't care worse what state it is. Although California is appealing. <laughs> <laughs> I have grandkids there. So. Um, oh. but yeah, I mean, I have things that I'd like to do, but I'm really content. And, and it's really amazing to me to think that I am content right now because um, in 2008 or 2010, if you would have told me that I could be content in this life, I would have thought you were crazy. Mm. But the external things have been more, more or less stripped away. Mm-hmm. And what's left is uh, an eternal perspective and that mm. it's good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I, I hate what happened to my kids. I hate yes. that part. I'll never get yes. to where that's okay, but I'm not the one. I, I don't have to get there. Yeah. I can just leave that alone. Mm. And there's that absence of codependency again. Fascinating. Uh, I didn't go through anything like the two of you did in my sex addiction marriage story, uh, as far as legal lines being crossed or anything, though I did lose as much as both of you did. And so I can really identify with the fact that the journey, uh, the, the crisis of faith in your cases has not only changed you in in the way you believe, in the power of your faith, um, it's also changed you as human beings. Neither of you are codependent anymore. You don't, Catherine, you don't wear the masks that codependent people wear, I used to wear. And, and you're not a people pleaser anymore, Marcella, and I sure was. Um, I tell my ladies often that... They won't believe it today when I'm talking to a new group. But in Chapter 5 of the workbook we use in Journey to Healing and Joy, there's a section and there is a question or two about treasures in the trauma chest. Mm-hmm. And, and though you know I'm almost scared to say it, you've both already said it anyway, as much as you would never have chosen this story, this part of your story for you, for your husbands, for your children, for those who knew you, you would never have chosen this. You have both discovered amazing treasure buried underneath the trauma in your trauma chest. It has changed you. And it, that is, uh, I tell ladies, this can be a grand adventure that sets you off on lifelong growth and healing and learning that you would have totally missed yeah. had this tragedy not happened in your life. Yeah. And you're both 
testimonies to that. So thank you. Well, thank, thank you, Lord. Yes, thank you, God. <laughs> thank you, God. Well, before we're completely out of time, there's an, another question I would love to hear you both answer. Um, Catherine, what would you like to say to other partners of sex addicts who listen to this podcast and who might be going through their own crisis of faith? Number one, without hope, there's no point in continuing. There is hope. There's hope in the mm -hmm. healing. Uh, there's hope in your healing. You know, and that's the important thing. None of us knows what's going to happen with your husband. Only God and he does. But when it comes to your healing, um, there is hope. And the, I love Isaiah 61. Mm -hmm. You know, it's my mission statement, mm -hmm. right? Because it says in Isaiah that God desires to bind up the brokenhearted yes. and bring freedom to those that are in bondage. Mm -hmm. That's God's heart for us yes. as his daughters. And we are his princesses. We are the daughter of the king. Oh, yes. And I call, I call my women that a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, the daughter too. of the king. Because I think it helps to remind us our identity. Mm -hmm. And as Marcella said, you know, our identity tends to be being wife, mom, mm -hmm. teacher, whatever our profession is. But our number one identity is really, we are his. We, we are God's. Are. Yeah. And everything that Jesus had on earth, we have too. And... In spite of the trauma, God is still your biggest fan when it comes to your healing. Mm -hmm. And in spite of whether or not you sense his presence and you're leaning into him or you're struggling and you're fighting with him mm -hmm. because you're struggling with your expectations of what mm -hmm. God should have done. Mm -hmm. God's heart is for your healing and he will mm -hmm. get you there. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that's our job is to keep our heart open enough for him to do the job that he wants to do. As, as I share, our job is to mature, but God's, God's job is to redeem our life. Mm -hmm. And God is redeeming. God is redeeming yes. my life. And I'm where I am, I would never have thought that I would be here mm -hmm. and would never have gotten here if it wasn't for God. It really is his testimony in us. And just remember to, in, in those darkest times, just continue to cry out to him. Continue to challenge him. Continue to, to yell at him if you need to. Mm -hmm. He's listening and his heart is so for you. And uh, just believe Yes. Just believe that his word in his in scripture is true. Even if you have to yell it out, mm. you know, like I did, I would just keep reciting certain scriptures, certain promises. And I would tell God, you're on the hook for this. Mm. You know, I was so honest with him. Do that. Mm -hmm. Speak it out. I think it's just so important to speak out scripture. Um, like Jesus did when he was on earth, mm -hmm. um, fasting for 40 days and 40 nights after he was baptized. Uh, remember, Satan didn't, didn't come at the beginning of his fast. He came at Jesus' weakest yes. time. 
during his weakest time. And he tempted Jesus in three areas. And what did Jesus do? He spoke out scripture. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's the most powerful thing. And sometimes the only thing, the only energy we have is just to speak out truth. And trust me, you speak out truth something is happening with your spirit there is a healing happening mm. and so there is hope ladies there is hope yes. you're you're hearing marcella's story my stories and we lost everything mm-hmm. we lost everything and yet what we've gained because of god's redemptive work in our lives yes. we can now speak to you well, our story may sound horrendous to you ladies but trust me the the redemptive work is so worth the effort now there is hope there is hope Mm, there is hope thank you Catherine. thank you and marcella what would you like to tell our listeners other ladies who may have may not have come to faith before and now they're searching for something to to turn to to cling to because as you've both said there is nothing else no when it's all gone, there is nothing else. Um, or, or maybe there, uh, our Whatever. listeners uh, have had faith, but it's gone now. Share what you'd like for them to know here. Well, I'm, I would say to them the same thing I said to my son when he came home. Mm. He told me when he first came in, he said, I hate you, I hate Dad, and I hate God. Oh. And I said, I understand that. God understands that. He knows what you have been through. He knows how deep that pain goes. And he is not threatened by your emotion. You can (laughs) tell him everything that you feel. He knows anyway. Yep. And he did not want, he does not want you to feel like this. He wants you to come back into a whole life. And I mean, here's my boy. He's 18 and he's just weeping and he's just broken and, And God's just, you know, allowing me to just say, no, God loves you. And I said, it's so much better that you have this emotion than that Mm -hmm. you were like stone cold because it just shows me that, you know, love and hate, they're on the same continuum. Mm -hmm. And if you're, you were at one end and now you're down at the other, but you can come back. Mm -hmm. And it was just like a very odd time between us where we felt God just knitted us together. But every one of us has been through pain, trauma that we can't even imagine we can't even put it in words but god knows and it's exactly why jesus kept going when he was going to the cross so Mm -hmm. he could redeem us he -hmm. knew that life has it's bad it can be rough it hurts and he wanted us to have some place to go to exchange our life for his and that's only that's the only thing that we can do just keep Going back to him, he's always going to be there for you. He's always going to accept you. He knows how you feel. He knows Mm -hmm. your pain. He wants to pour his love out on you. Mm -hmm. And when you get to where you can start to receive that, your life will change. Mm -hmm. Wow. And you're both amazing testimonies to that. Your life will change. God is using you both. Thank you, and and I do want to just remind our listeners um, how God is using you both and how if they would like to get in touch with you or they would like to use your services or be in your group, 
Catherine, that they know how. Um, Catherine's group, Crisis of Faith, will be starting at the end of August. It is on our website. If you're interested, you can go register if you know you want to be a part of it. Or if you would like to talk to Catherine first, um, she, you can find her on the website, acircleofjoy.com. Uh, it's a level two group. We'd like you to take Journey to Healing and Joy first so you can get the, uh, that foundation built and then can throw the rest of your energy into whatever area, this one being crisis of faith that you feel the most compelled to work on. And if, if you've resonated with Marcella, if you're facing truth in your marriage that has terrified you into silence, but you know you need to take steps to get help, you can reach Marcella again through our website, acircleofjoy.com. She isn't currently listed. Um, she will be soon. She will be added to our website as one of the coaches who's available to talk with you by phone. But if you're interested in talking to her now, simply email me and let me know and I will forward it. You can reach me, Marsha, M-A-R-S-H-A, at acircleofjoy.com. And I'll make sure that Marcella gets that message. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, Marcella and Catherine. Um, oh, you're both so gut-wrenchingly honest. And you both, uh, the words just flow beautifully. I've so enjoyed hearing you share. I would like to do one more podcast um, for for both of you to talk about the crisis of faith that we see in our clients. But I'd like for you to uh, uh, address clergy, um, people who come in contact with other people through the church. Uh, I know that you could help them better understand how to how to help the women in their congregation or the addicts uh, yes. who are having a crisis of faith or the children of those people. So we will come back and do one more podcast on the crisis of faith. Thank you both so much. Thank you, listeners. And we'll talk to you again very soon. Goodbye for today. Thank you, Marcia. Thank you. Bye.